the more that happens and the more people have that mindset, the easier it is for us to become divided in one sense, mm. you know, because if we don't choose to look into what's going on around us, then we can be pushed into different directions much easier. Hello and welcome to the third full-length interview at Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds. I'm your host, Brad Johnson, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Cody. Uh, very excited to have you here, man. Feel I'm free to... Here. Yeah, awesome. Feel free to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do. Sure. Uh, well, I'm Cody. I'm just your kind of average Joe that goes around playing guitar way too loud and uh, <laughs> thinking a little too hard about certain things. But that's okay. Gets us to uh, interesting places. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Just sure. musician with big ambitions. Heck yeah, man. Right on. Can definitely relate. So yeah, you've been a guitarist for several several years now. Do you want to share more about what got you into music and where you are now? Sure. I mean, uh, it's the uh, pretty typical story. Uh, you know, uh, you're young. You listen to a lot of music, influential music of yours, and then one day you hear something extra influential, and uh, hey, I'd like to do that. And yeah. That was me. That was me with uh, rock and metal for guitar back in the day, and just an instant love of mine. And ever since, I've just always played, always tried to get better, always joined a billion different bands. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Totally, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome. What are some bands that uh, stood out to you or that you're listening to right now? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, the list is never ending, and there's Absolutely. always something new. So Totally. Um, I guess we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep it simple. So my first musical love, the one that got me into guitar, was Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. And yeah, I think a, a lot of people watching could probably relate to a degree, especially if you're really into rock and metal. Mm-hmm. Um but you know nowadays i mean uh i'm really enjoying the new trivium i'm really enjoying um Absolutely. some kind of more obscure like swedish bands like uh orbit culture big fan of that band if you know who they are or heard of them i actually haven't heard of them but yeah that's cool. yeah, no they're pretty cool they're pretty cool and uh <laughs> you know just w- whatever kind of catches my ear at the, at the moment totally yeah. awesome man sounds good so Getting right into the political stuff, um, our conversation is coming about a month after the verdict for Kyle Rittenhouse's case. He was the then 17-year-old who was helping defend businesses in the midst of the Kenosha, Wisconsin riots of 2020. So we're jumping right into the deep end here, but mm. what are your thoughts on everything that happened and even since then? Because he's been pretty active since that time. That's true. That's very true. Um, overall, I think the whole thing is, is a mess. Pretty much, yeah. Um, in in my opinion, I feel like I can understand why he went to uh, Kenosha, and it you know it's been uh, pointed out at this point that he wasn't just a random dude from Illinois going to Kenosha. He had family there. He had work there, so right. he went there to protect his ho- his home in a sense, you know. Yeah. Um, so I understand that, but at the same time, like, it, 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 
choosing to go there um, with the gun and to kind of get in the way of the rioters, like in a way is asking for trouble, you Mm -hmm. know, but I can understand why he did it. Yeah. And should, should it have, uh, escalated the way it did and should it have went to a jury like it did? No, totally should have. It's because in, again, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. it was a clear cut case of self-defense. Yeah. I mean, um, it, the biggest thing going forward is it was all on camera, you know, yeah. everything, everything, right. every moment was caught on camera. Right. Right. So, and that's the biggest thing that went in his favor. Yeah. Cause if none of that was there, I hate to imagine what would happen, you know, but, yeah. um, it, it was, it was horrible, horrible thing to happen. Nobody should have lost their lives. You know, whatever side you fall on, whatever you might've done, you know, death is, Death is the end. Right. But um, he, it just, it's, it's just sad. But I'm glad that uh, he ended up winning the case. Yeah. I feel like that saved our right to self-defense. And the Second Amendment prevails. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it, the whole, like you said, from the very beginning, it was a mess. I mean, I, I knew that the mainstream media was just going to take this story and run with whatever sort of twisted angle they wanted. Because mm. the biggest thing I heard from friends talking about it, and it's not their fault for thinking this because the me- mainstream media was just peddling this every chance they got. But they're like, oh, yeah, he shot like three black guys, didn't he? I'm like, no, like literally every person was white. Like, yeah, every, you know, that's a popular one to come out of um, kind of like just left vacuum chambers right right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally it's anytime there's someone defending property or life with a gun it seems like there's just like the the left will try to twist the facts so that they can get you to think something that wasn't true and, sure uh i mean the right and the left definitely you know twist things to to fit their narratives oh um, absolutely yeah the, the time, right but, the right's not innocent in that either yeah, yeah no there's there's definitely no way um but yeah it, it's it's very sad like you said it's you know, I, I think it's a good question to bring up. Like, should he have been there? Um, should, you know, who should have been there? Who shouldn't have been there? That kind of a thing. Right. The people who were already out there were just looking for trouble. You know, they weren't they weren't doing anything that was uh, beneficial to society. I'll put it that way. They were no, just trying no, no. to stir up division and just right. destroy property and stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's tough that he was just trying to do something that he felt was right and that I would say was right. And he just got quite literally caught in the crosshairs of people who wanted to do him harm and had no intent to, uh, you know, do anything productive that night. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what makes it complicated though, you know, cause depending on, depending on the way you look at it, either side, someone could claim either side is justified, you yeah. know? Um, because if you buy into the fact that, um, America is systemically racist, horrible, vile, you know, yeah. um, people are just getting killed unjustly all the time. Mm-hmm. Then it makes sense for people to get angry enough to go out and forcefully make change, you right. know, because yeah. to them, that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand true. that. <laughs> but on the, on the flip side of it, don't cry when someone who, is just trying to defend themselves or their home or their property or what mm-hmm. they love from you. Right. You can't right. just be a baby and get what you want like right. that, you know? Yeah, super well said. 
And I saw a lot of other, well, there's always memes out there, but I saw a lot of other like little social media snippets and memes popping up where there is a a black daughter and her dad and they were open carrying in like some sort of march and you know people were saying oh so like they can do it but Kyle Rittenhouse can't do it and just pointing out the disparity with some people's thinking that it's it's only okay when someone you know who's not white ultimately is doing it or a minority or person of color you know? right so um yeah so it, it's it just goes to say what you said is true it's like People's double standards are everywhere. They they will only support things when it fits their political narrative and mm. not when it's just a decent thing to do, standing up for yourself and your property. So, Yeah. yeah. But, but at the end of the day, they don't really care about that either. Property's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're not part right. of the group, if you're not part of the collective, right. then you're, doing, you're not doing it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's definitely the Marxist way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, let's see what we got next. So how would you describe your own political beliefs and who or what influenced you to have your current take on politics? Oh, man, um, that's that's a that's a tough one, because yeah. like for the <laughs> longest time, you know, like I never really thought I cared much or really like put myself into politics like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of pondering it myself the last like week or two. I actually do think that, like, just kind of like by, um, by just li- little by little being exposed to, um, like more liberal talking points, liberal subjects, just in passing, which is what kind of makes it insidious but genius at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to kind of shift my thinking more towards that. Okay. America's yeah. bad. Mm, um, yeah. There are there are things that are horrible going on. I I'm not valued. You know, mm-hmm. I need a, like I deserve this or I deserve that. Right. It's weird how it just kind of creeps into you, especially when you're young. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's true. And I could see that, you know, happened. Even though I myself maybe didn't realize it was happening, but um, nowadays I would say I'm. <laughs> pretty much centrist i okay centrist with uh maybe a little bit of like a little a liberal libertarian you okay. know yeah yeah um sure. because i see value on both sides i really do you know yeah. like yeah. there are good ideas coming from the left and there are good ideas coming from the right there right. are things worth conserving just as much as there are things worth changing yeah you know right um yeah. but the issue is when uh, the, the sides just start clashing and when mindsets yeah. and communication completely breaks down. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much where I stand with that. Um, I haven't really had a lot of political influences per se, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. um, I listen to political commentators and podcasters every now and then, you know, just. Mm-hmm. Kind of see what's going on, keep up with recent events and stuff like that. For get sure. their take on it, I suppose you could say that. Yep. Um, one pretty big influence of mine, um, I wouldn't call him a political influence, but kind of like a, an influence to kind of like shift my thinking to be a bit more open, mm. was uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about him in a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I find his work... Uh, very interesting 
you know, mm-hmm. very, very interesting. And I think that the way he chooses to think about certain things and the way he uh, tries to guide other people to maybe consider these other things to be a, a good way of going about it. Just yeah. be open, you know? Right. And that's why I like what he talks about. For sure. That's, mm. that's awesome, man. Well, kudos to the other centrists out there. They're, they're <laughs> right. hard to find sometimes. So yeah, sometimes, well, although yeah. I have a, I have a feeling there are more out there than you would think. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think. Um, I think it was actually I was recording an episode for BHDM, but uh, most most people only choose Democrat or Republican because they feel like they don't want to or can't go with another party that they believe in. But like you said, it's it's probably somewhere around. 30 to 50 percent of people who don't like concretely identify as like oh i'm a democrat or oh i'm a conservative or whatever so Mm -hmm. um yeah there's probably a lot out there in the woodwork like you said but hopefully people feel more comfortable uh you know letting their their voice be heard uh but yeah so that's interesting about the um jordan peterson part so yeah what was your first exposure to mr peterson i feel like he he has just had a meteoric rise uh in the last couple of years so yeah <laughs> definitely and not and not all for the good either you know right yeah. but um yeah because he's pretty controversial controversial there's no doubt about that yeah but um what was the first i think it was um just watching some of his lectures just about doing better doing mm. better for yourself because he had a lot of um like campus lectures that he put online you know i mean we're yeah. talking years and years ago it was when those were recorded but right. i watched those for a while and then it kind of led me more towards um some of his biblical lectures i thought those were very interesting and then okay. i started yeah. looking at um uh some of his books his 12 rules for life and all that and at that point, I, I was pretty much just like, I want to understand what he is trying to tell me. Mm, yeah, and that and that's pretty much how it led. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, did you see his original? Did you see the clip that uh, he went viral with originally, or did you uh, see like other clips initially? Yeah, I, I, I saw. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the controversial stuff. You know. Okay. Um, I sure. mean, there. Yeah. Which Which one are you referencing? Yeah. So I think it was. 2000 uh feel free to fact check me on this one but um <laughs> i think it was 2016 or 2017 and he was someone like walked up to him at some protest or event that was happening and and the whole clip started as like oh why are there nazi sympathizers at your protest and he was like i don't sympathize with nazis and then it turned into like the transgender moment where he was just talking about uh transgender pronouns so that was mm. kind of the big compelled speech. Yes, the, yeah, yeah. the Canadian laws about right. compelled speech, yeah. which which uh, I agree is pretty important. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, the government, the establishment, wherever it is, whatever form it takes, in my opinion, should not compel you to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that tramples on your inane human rights to me. Although a lot of people would disagree with that because having big daddy government just seems to be the easier thing (laughs) to do. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I did see it. I did see it. I saw a lot of them and, uh, I thought, I thought he did well. I thought he defended himself well, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause 
I mean, I'm a little biased, obviously, because I agree with him, but yeah, yeah. I thought he did well, and it well enough for me to continue to look into other things he said and going along like that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, for being ambushed by... <laughs> 30 people or whatever at a time. Yeah, that's, right. You know, they I mean, there was a crowd, <laughs> yeah. pretty much, yeah. It, it was a sizable amount of people. And they weren't, like, attacking him or being only rude to him. But they were definitely, you know, pushing him for what it was worth and trying to get some sort of a rise or answer out of him. But like you said, I feel like he did great. I mean, he just spoke his mind and he defended his points. So. Yeah. Which is really um, all that you can do at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. people are going to agree with you or not, you yeah. got to have that communication gonna be hard real right. hard yeah but it needs to happen right yeah totally. it's true i mean you know uh people people learn things from each other when they're willing and able to dialogue with each other about things they disagree on and just having that openness to like like talking with someone who you don't completely agree with i mean i have you know family members and, and cousins who i i don't agree with several things on but i i try to engage in a respectful way with them because it's like hopefully i can learn something from them and they might learn something from me too so it's yeah that's a huge key to it as well i think um yeah which also ironically something i learned from jordan peterson (laughs) nice Uh, he's um, just winning (laughs) yeah uh listen always listen more than you talk Mm -hmm. because if you don't listen if you don't absorb what the other party's saying the the entire conversation is going to devolve and it's just going to not work for either party. Yeah, 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 very well said. It's true. It takes practice, but people can get there. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely takes practice. <laughs> yeah, totally. So consuming news and political media all day or even part of the day can be exhausting. Um, do you have any personal routines or tips that keep you from getting overloaded with all that negative crap? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so... Um, I get. I guess uh, the the first kind of key to it for me is, well, why do I do it? Why do, Why does anybody do it? For yeah. me, it's because I want to stay informed. Mm. You know, mm. that's the biggest part. Is like I want to know what's happening in the world around me. Like I'm sure a lot of people do. You know, right? Um, but a lot of it can be incredibly toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toxic, incredibly hateful. I mean, so much negative emotion and energy goes into the news cycle nowadays, you know, and you're in your right. It can be very, very hurtful Mm -hmm. to our spirit. Right. Um, But I mean, whenever I do kind of dive into it a bit, um, I I always take pretty frequent breaks from it. You know, I might look up a headline or two, just be like, all right, hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? They think that's what happened with that. That's what they think happened with that. Okay, great. I'm going to go off and play guitar for three hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, yep. Um, that's good. And then uh, if I want more, you know, I'll go back for more. But to me, the a big part, a big, th- yeah, a big thing to remember is um, I can never un- completely understand everything mm. about what is going mm. on on either side. Yeah. It's impossible. I'm never going to have, I'm never going to have, all of the knowledge of everything that's going on in the world because that's just impossible and everything is life is too complex yeah to believe that you can have that you know right a lot of people i feel like myself included sometimes go around and we just we pick up a couple pieces of information a couple headlines a couple articles and we think great that's how i'm gonna define my worldview 
Yeah. Because yeah. that sounds good to me. That sounds right to me, you know? Yeah. But how can you really know? You can't know. So having an open mind and thinking, all right, well, here's what's going on. Here's the opinions of what's going on. I'm going to try to put this together as best as I can in my own mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let it sit. Yeah. You know, For not sure. make a definitive decision about how this is going to shape my view of the world. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. But I learned a bit and that's what I'm going to do with it. Right on, man. I yeah. love that. That was a very thorough answer and a sound one as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's it's been difficult, especially when, you know, things have ramped up the last, I want to just say, like, mm, 10 years. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say, I mean, it's it's been tough. It's so easy, so easy to fall into that cycle. I don't blame anybody for letting it affect them like that, emotionally or otherwise. Yeah. It can yeah. be difficult. Yeah. Totally. I love that you touched on not, you know, not feeling the pressure to feel like we have to have everything figured out like all the time or as soon as we read a new article. Because I think I think it's it's very tempting to want to have answers on things. It's it's comforting. You know, if we if we can make sense of the world and we understand how things operate most of the time, um, that's very comforting. But realizing that we can't ever have all the knowledge and all the answers that we would like to have that's uh it's hard so it it, it is it's, yeah it's like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable so it's uh well I, that's that's a really good point you know we want comfort we want control yes because that's what makes us feel good as humans but the problem with that is we can never have that in this world you yeah. know and i'm not and in a religious sense that's true but also in just a a human sense the yeah. world is cold. The yeah. world is full of sin. It's unfair. Right. However you choose to look at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the more and the more you try to control it, the more you try to wrap your hands around it, the more the world's gonna slip through them. Yeah. And it's yeah. gonna come back and bite you for it. Right. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Sobering thoughts, but true thoughts nonetheless. So um, I'm here for the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We're, we're making it happen, man. We're definitely on the on the six little like words that I put at the front of episodes. I think it's like compassion, hope, justice, uh, love, grace, and truth. We're definitely hitting the truth uh, mm. truth part right now. So <laughs> truth's difficult, man. It is. I know yeah. that first and foremost. Yeah, for sure. It's it's polarizing that that much is true no pun intended. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's complicated. <laughs> it is the yeah. truth definitely is complicated, yeah. But awesome man. Uh, all right, let's see what we got next for our lovely audience here. Um, so one of the biggest issues Americans face today is inflation. Yeah, this this is one that we might talk about for a while here. Mm. It's been taking place for decades, but it's gotten worse in the last year and a half. 40% of all U.S. dollars in circulation were printed within the last 18 months or so, which, like, that alone is just, like, mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. Some bad things are on the horizon, as if they aren't already here. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it's been empirically proven that the costs of many consumer goods like gas, food, and utilities have gone up by as much as 18 to 20% in some cases. So, Cody, what do you make of all this? And more importantly, probably, how are you dealing with it? <laughs> well, I, I've been lucky enough to um, have shifted around some things in my life um, where I'm actually sitting pretty okay. 
okay economically right now which i'm very very thankful for um but you know all of that the inflation um the rising prices of everything Mm -hmm. um supply chain breakdowns the money supply be being printed off that fast and that much right i mean that's all um that's all evidence to me of just a collapse yeah as much as much as i hate to say it it, it feels like a collapse to me yeah you know yeah. um and i i don't know what the answer is to that not that you know you're looking for one but no yeah um <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure what can be done to fix it. And and the reason I say that is because um, the establishment, the machine has so much control over the nation and its people yeah. that I, I don't I don't see an easy way out of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's grim but true yeah yeah oh man so yeah honestly like a couple of thoughts on that note so yeah i would have to agree with the collapse part we'll come back to that in a second <clears throat> but honestly like similarly to you i i made like several transitions in my employment just in this year alone and mm-hmm. i'm extremely grateful for that i i would not be where I am today personally or professionally without some of the advancement opportunities that I've had and and been able to take. But, um, I first started noticing things at jewel. I was like, why, why are certain things like, like, why is this like three forty nine? where before it was like one forty nine, or why is this like seven 99? And before it was like three 99. Why is milk (laughs) damn near six bucks? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Seriously. And talk about vegan products too. live in the vegan life. Yeah. Right. That's right. I totally forgot that. My apologies. (laughs) No, no, it's, you're all good. This is a political show, not a vegan one. So there you go. There you go. That that's next season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. That would be great. But no, honestly, it's it's been across the board, man. I mean, well, it's funny enough that I would be able to use this as an example. And to be fair, I don't know if it was this much before, but I don't think it was. I get a vegan butter named Earth Balance, and it was five forty nine for just like one of those kind of square, small yeah, little tubs. tub. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And I want to say before it was not that much. Um, You're probably know. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. But I mean, it's like like produce has gone up. Obviously, a lot of animal product products have gone up. Meat has gone up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think gas has gone up by like oh my gosh, close to like forty or fifty percent. Something something ridiculous. So yeah, I could see <clears throat> at least fifty. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the math like that myself, but I could see at least fifty. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, I mean, I guess going back to the collapse part, like. Yeah, it's it's definitely a sign that that something is happening to the system, you know. That I would I would have to say I was just listening to Tika Tawari the other night. He's like a world-renowned investor and he runs like the I think the Palm Beach letter. It's it's like an investing uh, subscription service mm-hmm. and he was saying that in the past um, he's a really good student of history. He said in the past when we've had like a V-shaped economic recovery where we had a, a huge nosedive and then we shot straight back up like a year later and with all the spending on top of that because like you said like i mean 
like 40% of all dollars ever printed in the last 18 months. And then all the ridiculous spending packages that they pushed through during COVID. Never, never happened before. It's, it's going right. to absolutely annihilate the dollar. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so not giving financial advice because I'm not a fiduciary or anything like that. But I would say, uh, you know, if anyone listening to this, do your research, do your homework, get an independent analysis of like what's going on in our country. Because honestly, like, yeah, dollars are not going to be useful for much longer, I would say. I feel like we're going to start seeing a, a much bigger rise in crypto, probably oh, yes. like any other kind of alternative currency, precious metals. Precious I mean, metals, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say. Yeah, uh, y- 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 Brad's right. We're not, you know, we're, we're not accountants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not financial <laughs> experts or anything like that, obviously, yeah. but... I feel, and I'm sure you do as well, that the signs are pretty apparent yeah. one way or another. You right. know? Yeah. So um, people should watch their backs. You know, you guys mm-hmm. at home, you should watch your backs. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, like any, we're really just speaking about the truth of like any currency or anything of value. The more you have of something, the less it's going to be worth. Like if you have a hundred straws versus just one, you're going to save that one straw. Or if you have one car versus, I don't think I know anyone that has a hundred cars. You get my point. Um, Somewhere in the world, Brad. (laughs) Somewhere in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Jeff Bezos is hiding like two cars in every state. No. Oh boy. But he's rich enough to, if he wants to. Tell me about it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, well said, Cody. It's, you know, do yeah, keep an eye out, you know, stay vigilant, um, protect yourself and your loved ones. Not to get all doom and gloom, but it just it never hurts to be safe financially or otherwise. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what what kind of what what makes it kind of sad to me with um a, a lot of this, you know, learn what's going on around you, do the research, look into things. A sad fact is that a lot of people just don't have the time. Yeah. Either yeah. just don't have the time or don't have the want to. Right. You know? Yep. Uh, either, both are bad, sure. But yeah. um, I can understand somebody, you know, you have two, three kids, you're maybe barely holding down your job or your job sucks. You know, you work so many hours in the day. You just want to go home, um, maybe do stuff with the family for a time and then just relax. Totally get that. You know, but um, the more that happens and the more people have that mindset, the easier it is for us to become divided in one sense, Mm -hmm. you know, because if we don't choose to look into what's going on around us, then we can be pushed into different directions much easier. Yeah. And that's something to at least be aware of, you know. Yeah. Don't just take what you see at face value. Don't just um, believe what you hear or see on the news all the time. You know, it's good. Like I said, it's good to be informed, but do do a little critical thinking at the yeah. same time. I think totally. Yeah, solid point, man. Tim Tim Pool. I know we're both Tim Pool fans. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Timcast IRL. Timcast IRL. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> They were talking about this recently too with Jack Murphy and Ian and Lydia were and there. The crew, yeah, yeah, the whole the whole nine yards, yeah. Um, they were making the exact same point, which is like, yeah, we've got to, there's got to be a way where we can, yeah, hopefully free people up um, 
to have more time to be able to do that. Because yeah, it's 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 modern day. Uh, I don't want to create a false equivalency with people who are in real slavery, which, by the way, there's more slaves than there ever have been in the history of the world right now, today, which is a scary thought. But it's true. at least in an American economic sense, it's it's modern day slavery when you have to go to a job that pays you just enough to get by and you don't have enough time or you only have enough time after to, like you said, take care of your family, relax, get your basic needs met, which like Cody said is more than necessary. But mm-hmm. yeah, we need to, education and knowledge is definitely the key to fighting back against the system. So it is, yeah. The The system can do some good things. Some. Yeah. <laughs> Key word there. Uh, but it's always something to, to be questioned, you know. Um, like uh, all the punk bands back in the day always said and tried to push. Always question. Always question. Yes. Questioning is good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said, man. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, we can go into the next one here. So have you ever had any conversations about politics with someone where your mind was changed or you changed their mind? And if so, can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, for sure. Um, When I started to kind of like deep dive into like what is going on around me. Yeah. yeah. um, Obviously, I learned certain things and certain things I liked that I heard, you know, and just certain truths that I chose to believe in Mm -hmm. um, as much as anybody else. And uh, there, were, there were a lot of times, you know, a lot of my friends, they have differing opinions. And every now and then, inevitably, because politics seems to, to pervade everything that's going on now. Yeah, tell me um, about it. <laughs> a, a sensitive subject would get touched upon. And yeah. uh, I, once it's there, you got to have the conversation, you know. Otherwise, yeah. it's just awkward. Right. So... Uh, yeah, we have our little spat. I bring up something, they bring up something. And, you know, every now and then, my friends would bring up a point to me, usually more on the emotional side, because I tend to look at things a bit more logically and a bit more um, just empirically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great word, by the way. <laughs> it's a fun word. <laughs> it is, especially when you know how to use it like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I, I tend to look at things much more on that side of it. Mm-hmm. And my friends can sometimes be a bit more emotional. You know, what's going on with people, how they feel, mm. more subjective stuff. And I can right. get that, you know. Yeah. And I understand that. And the things my friends tell me, what they've experienced especially, it, it really does, you know. Like, th- there yeah. is like there is a problem with bias. Yeah, yeah. But the fun part of that is... There's always been a problem with bias. Yes. In yes. every part of the world yep. since the dawn of humanity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So to act like it's a wholly unique American thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's true. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, I've also had uh, conversations with my friends about certain political things where I'll bring up certain stats, certain data points that hey what do you think of that you know yeah maybe it wasn't so black and white like you thought yeah yeah for yeah. sure um and so yeah but that's the great thing about just open communicate open communication open and honest communication stuff yeah. like that happens when you do that yes so yes, totally yeah but yeah that's 
just the way it usually goes in my conversations at least (laughs) for sure i love that Mm -hmm. you touched on some really good stuff data data is very important um yeah being able to just open your mind up to uh, a variety of sources and say like hey is so this is what i think or this is how i hope the world can be but then like looking at the data looking at fresh reporting and then seeing like yeah is this actually what it is and having the humility to say oh this is different from what i thought it was and maybe i should adopt a new view as a result of that so yeah right right um i think i'm seeing more people do that i mean my my own political views today are a result of me saying uh, the system isn't what I thought it was, or these, you know, this this way of doing things, this approach might not actually help humanity thrive the way that I thought it would. So right. yeah, it's it's funny how the more you kind of like dig into the topics, the more you start to kind of realize that, huh? Yes, <laughs> that maybe yeah. this isn't as good as they would they were telling me it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, to that end too, I would say. While while I use the term libertarian as a kind of convenient umbrella term, like a catch-all, sure. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that I clearly identify with that anymore either. Um, and in some respects, I have some anarcho-capitalist views, but at the same time, too. That's that's interesting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. But one of my good libertarian friends, Mike, um, he and I were talking recently, and he brought up some good some good flaws in the anarcho-capitalist view as well. So there's no there's no political view whatsoever that's perfect. It's just impossible because no. humans ah. aren't perfect. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. e- exactly. Uh, humans can't be trusted to create perfection because we can't right. because we're imperfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. And again, you could look at that religiously or in a secular way. Right. Humans are not perfect. Yeah. We can't create perfection. And uh, you're right. It, there, there has never been, and probably never will be, a political party that helps people just across the line in every situation ever. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not going to happen. There's right. going to be holes, you know, because totally. people are different. People are complicated. Everybody wants something different. Right. How do we create um, a system where everybody benefits? Well, that's trying to create a society. Yeah, and it's perfect society has never existed either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It brings me back to the old adage of um, a view that's predominantly socialistic. It's uh, everyone's, you know, some some conservatives would say equal poverty, and I would I would generally agree with that. But it's also it's kind of if we're trying to make everybody equal, then it's going to mean that there's no incentive to do something different or to to try to achieve or to create, you know, opportunities that yes, other people are going to be more successful, but people are going to, uh, the people who take the risks and, you know, make stuff happen. And if they're successful with it, that empowers them to bring other people up as well by offering them a new opportunity. It's like a lot of conservatives will say, do you want unequal wealth or equal poverty? Basically like capitalism versus socialism. And I do Mm -hmm. agree that like socialism is awful. You know, I've been reading, I've actually, some of my views on Rand Paul have changed recently. I used to be a bigger fan than I am now, but I've been reading his book, uh, The Case Against Socialism. It's a great book. Mm. Very well researched, very well written. Um, Rand Paul fan or not, it's worth reading. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it just goes to uh, say with what you said, um, 
we have to accept the fact that people are going to have unequal outcomes in life. I would rather have a world where, unfortunately, there's going to be some mega rich, but most people are going to rise as a result of their efforts and the opportunities that they take, rather than not having that opportunity at all and being forced to accept what the government gives you. Yeah, um, capitalism, at the at the very least, as an idea, is good. You yeah. know, because it yeah. creates an incentive structure. It also creates hierarchies, but people, everybody generally benefits from it when it's done yeah. right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because um, the production and wealth just skyrockets. And, yeah. it, and that's what everybody wants, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like Higher qualities of living. I mean, we could see the effects of um, capitalism in the 20th century. I mean, that was incredible growth yeah. just off of that one system, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, going on to the socialism thing, um, I, I understand the appeal. I really do. And I, and I feel like you do too, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's easy to romanticize yes, the, uh, yes. <laughs> the idea that everyone can be equal. There's no more suffering, you know, right, all right. of your needs are taken care of. Yep. But what, what's left out of that, you know, yeah. a, a fundamental thing that humans need is motivation. They yes. need meaning in their lives, you know, yep. and the only way that we can achieve meaning, maybe not the only way, but a very important way that we do is through work, you know? And I'm not talking about like just the slave await your job to make somebody else rich kind of work. Right, I'm right. saying, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm saying like the work that help, that work that helps you in your soul, that yes. makes you grow, you yes. know? Yep. That's the only way we find meaning and find uh, who we truly are and what we truly care about. Right. And uh, honestly, I don't think you really get that through a socialist system when yeah, everyone no. is just flat. Right. There you are, you know? I'm sure everyone's equal, equal, but I feel like you lose more than you gain. Yeah, totally. Well said, man. That's yeah, that's hitting some deep stuff there. And I saw this in a meme and yes, it's a meme, but it does have a real idea behind it. But the meme said um, there was, you know, one of the classic, not NPC like faces, but something similar to that. All the crazy meme faces that they have out there these days. But mm. on the top, it said in capitalism, you either work or starve. And then in the bottom with another character, it said in communism, you work and starve. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Stalin, you know, let's. Or, we, or Mao. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we could go all the way back through history. I don't think we need to. No. And we won't, but <laughs> we kind of already covered some of the big ones there. Right, Obviously, right. Hitler too, uh, Pol Pot. But um, yeah, no, it's it's true. It's, uh, yeah, we have to, we have to accept the fact that, um, oh, sorry, actually the other thing I was going to say based off what you said, um, the only way that quote unquote socialism works is if you you're giving up something that you're allowing someone else to take something from you in order to give it to someone else and the only way that the government can have the power to take things from you and give it to other people is if we also give the government the power to take it away from you as well and so that's a very good case study for what is happening just in this country right now yeah the government yeah. continues to grow bigger and bigger yeah and it has for a long time Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The government wants one thing. They want to divide the people 
so that they can go in and create the solution. It's um, Tom McDonald references this in one of his songs too. I don't know if do you know Tom McDonald? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, no worries. He's uh, he's a rapper that uh, became pretty popular over the last couple of years. I, I found him. I want to say earlier this year for the first time. Big fan. Um, but uh, yeah, he it's it's uh, I think it's called situational design. He references it in one of his songs called Brainwashed, where it's basically government wants to create the problem so that they can go in and provide the solution as well. Because if they're not creating the problem, then people are good. Not to say that humanity or society will ever be perfect because we already you know acknowledge that it won't be but um yeah you're right the government's just getting bigger and bigger and they're getting larger off of all of our backs you know Mm -hmm. we we are the the legs of the table so to speak and if the legs decide to walk away then the table will come down absolutely it's just uh, it's just a shame that um the division has become so widespread yeah and so permeated in all of our institutions, you know, um, I mean, education is just, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, cause there's only one train of thought being taught, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's heavily damaging to an open, thoughtful mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great, but, um, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens. You know, central. It becomes more and more central, centrally controlled, and uh, the people lose their lose their power. I mean, look at uh, certain um, European nations. You know, uh, they gave up their power to socialist systems, and then a crisis like COVID comes along, and all of a sudden you got nothing. You got right. nothing for the greater good. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so true, man. Yeah. Going back to what you said about we're not the fact that we're just not being educated on a wide variety of perspectives. I feel like the the last not not the not the last one of the last places that I feel like it's easy to find people who are truly doing open forums and open debates is the the team at Reason, like Nick Gillespie. I watched the full the full uh, capitalism versus socialism debate. And I can't remember uh, who the guys were, but they were they were both interesting to hear. Um, I mean, I will admit, like, I'm with the capitalists. I, I'm not ever going to support socialism, but it helped me understand how to articulate my own views better. And just, mm-hmm. it's just a healthy thing to be in. Because, like, once you only talk to and, and think like people who already agree with you, you can't, you're just going to, well, then you're in the echo chamber. Yes, yes. Per se. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's Which is also a great danger, you know? Right. I mean, uh, that, that's going back to what I said about, you know, knowing that you can't know everything. Right, right. Absolutely. You, you have to do that. You have to You have to think that. Otherwise, you are going to get locked in the echo chamber. It's unavoidable, you know? Yeah. The more you reinforce your biases, the harder it's going to be to break out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I remember reading, like... Uh, I think it's the the Jacobins, but it's 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 some definitely socialist uh, like newspaper online publication, and they were they wrote an article about like here's the three ways that libertarians are like super wrong or something like that. <laughs> I was like, well, I have to read this because I need to see the other side, you know. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. that's really but, smart. I mean, that's a really good you. thing to do. You know, uh, I, I've also seen a couple. Uh, kind of like long form debates like that, you know, socialism versus capitalism, communism right. versus 
literally anything else. Yeah, yeah. Democracy, um, maybe. Yeah. And, and it, it's good to try to get an understanding of the other side. You know, it yeah. really is. Because like you said, yeah. you can then better formulate your own arguments, but you can also understand where the other part is coming from. You know, the way they might see things, the way they might see the world. Absolutely. And that's an important thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, let's see what we got next. If you had the opportunity to address all Americans at once, but only for five minutes, what topic would you address and why? This is a fun one. Oh, come on. <laughs> Give me a harder thing yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as if that isn't pressing enough. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, man, where would I even start? It's not, it's not really my place to, you know? Because I'm just I'm just one man, one man with my own uh, opinions and biases and lived experience, if you will. Yeah, I love that phrase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, one thing that I really would want to tell everybody is just be open, be considerate to others. You know, and, and I know that's pretty vague and also like a pretty big talking point more on the left. You know. Yeah. To differing degrees of effectiveness. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like it's true. You know, if we could be a bit more considerate of each other and what we think and what we can do together to kind of dig ourselves out of this centralized mess that we dug ourselves into, that's the, the most important thing. You know, yeah. um, instead of, you know, um, vilifying the Trump supporter. Maybe try to understand why he feels like that. Yeah. You know, he or she, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Try to understand where they're coming from. What makes them think that way? Just as much as the same on the left, you know? You know someone that's a hardcore Marxist? Well, why? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. What made them that way? And are you willing to have an honest conversation about your views and to see if there's any crossover? Because... You'd be you'd be surprised how much there might actually be between people who two people who yeah. that you thought would have nothing in common with. It's true. Because yep. we're all in this country, at least we're all Americans. You know, we're all here, hopefully, to help other people. And there's certainly a lot of people that don't feel that way, and they just want to hurt and harm, and they could care less about others around them but if we could get enough people together that actually want to have that open conversation among each other then maybe we can find some common ground to stand up against forces that if we do nothing it's gonna well that's it yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. no it's it's true i love that man yeah our our world is in great need of more compassion and just Mm -hmm. people willing to listen to each other so um yeah it's good again hard hard to practice sometimes although also easy Com compassion doesn't cost anything you know it just True. requires the willingness to do it but it always seems harder than just pushing everything you hate away you know yes yes yeah it, it is it takes it takes energy because destruction destruction doesn't take a lot people people might think it does but it's actually yeah, it's harder to exercise a degree of vulnerability and humility. So. And it's addicting too. Yeah, that yeah, feeling, true. You know, like <laughs> yeah. anger, fe anger and destruction feels good. 
right. sometimes, you know, and it, it, it's a, it's a human flaw, but you know, it's, it's, it's a truth and, uh, can become a very addicting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. What do we have next? So another topic that you wanted to talk about tonight was uh, media manipulation, which is mm. going to be really good to get into here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, in what ways? The it... mouthpiece of the machine. Yes, yes, <laughs> nice. That sounds like it's a direct quote from like a book, maybe, or maybe it's a Cody original. It might be. I don't nice. know. I just <laughs> it's all it's all up in here, and I just pull out the random factoids as they come. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, but yeah, so in what ways have you seen the media manipulate consumers? And yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. Oh, man. Um, well, there's a lot There's a lot of ways that they do, you know, and through all uh, mainstream media networks, you know, it could be left, right. It, do, it doesn't matter. They all play that same game. Um, but that's, it's, it's, uh, it's more... Mm, Okay, so the media manipulates all the time. I mean, you could look at just the escalation of it. So I'm going to be a little controversial here, but uh, it, the way that the media treated Trump, I think, was absolutely abhorrent. Mm. You know, Trump is an asshole. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, he is not perfect. Just right. as much as nobody else is, but to demonize a person like that in the way that they did, with very little ground grounds for it, really just—it's in, in, insanely dishonest, and it really just shows how much they want to push a certain point of view. Um, and like I said before, you can't have that. You know, it's like when you're diving into the local news of the day, that that one opinion, that one view is not the end all. Mm. You know, there is all people are more complicated than that. Right. So just the way that they pushed it, just he's evil. We say it. So it's true. Right. I it's horrible, you know, and it's even worse that so many people just picked it up Just, just like it was a simple fact. You know, when, when the, when the man himself was a successful businessman for decades, he was one of the most, uh, looked up to entrepreneurs ever in American history, you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then one day he gets into politics and then, Oh, who would have guessed everyone hates him all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. You know? So that's why I say it's always more complicated than it seems, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you look at that and then you look at the unfair, let's like Kyle Rittenhouse beginning of the conversation, you yeah. know, just the way that they viewed him, the, the blatant lies that they pushed about him. Yeah. He killed three black people. You right. know, he yeah. drove across state lines with a gun. Right. He right. was out there to murder people. Right. He's a white supremacist. Yeah. Like I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you just hear it nonstop and yeah. it's just so black and white. It's, it's ridiculous. But, yeah. um, it really just goes to show how much they really want to keep people in this pool and that pool. Right. You know? Yep. Because, uh, like you said, the easier that they, the more easily that they can do that, the more easily the establishment can just come in and. Yep. 
knock mm-hmm. people out. Yeah, it's true, dude. Yeah, you hit on so much good stuff there. Um, yeah, the Trump the Trump presidency was just such a big case on. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously Obama was in office for eight years prior, but yeah, man, he was he was looked up to by like everybody in America until he became president, and it's like. It's so, and he's still wildly supported. I mean, it's not like, if anything, his support, I feel, has grown since the time that he was in the White House. But yeah, I, mean, I agree. Although, an, an interesting question is why. Yes. You yeah. know? <laughs> right. Um, wh- why did he have the support he had the first time? And why does he continue to have support and growing support now? Yeah, yeah. Well, those are good questions because yeah. the media says we should hate him. Right. That he is literally Hitler. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, totally. And yet, for some reason, tons of people think that that is better than the establishment machines, that Trump is better than the elites that run so much of our lives, you know? Yep. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being an individual, having yeah. autonomy. <laughs> I mean, hell. Yeah, who wants that? <laughs> yeah. But. But um, but I mean that's that's why I think that he's as popular as he is, you know, because oh, yeah, he came in sure. as a populist. He wanted alternatives to just the same old order coming out of the establishment, you know. He yeah. wanted to clean the swamp, right? Whatever that means. But right. Um, and I think that's a lot of people can latch on to that, you know. And it's way easier for the media just to say. Trump's Hitler. So if you support him, if you're one of those crazies, one of those half of the country's population that also supports him, you're also evil. Bar none. Done. Yeah. You're evil. No discussion. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yeah. People are more complicated than that. They have different motivations than that. Yes. You can't just Preach blanket it. everybody into one side and say they're all this thing and there's nothing that can be said about them. They're evil. That's it. Yeah. People are complicated. Yep. Yep. That's going to be the running theme for tonight. Nice. People are complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you ain't wrong, man. But seriously, preach it, man. It's so true. And like, yes, Trump has his flaws. And yes, Trump has said some ridiculous things. And yes, Trump doesn't carry himself the best. And, oh, hell no. And no, I did not vote for Trump. But uh, as I've said in previous BHDM episodes, but... I totally can see why people wanted to support him and felt like he was the, he was the, you know, I think knight in shining armor is giving him way too much credit, but he is kind of the, the light in an otherwise dark place for people. Um, Right. As imperfect as he is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He, you know, there is, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of everything PragerU does. Um, I think Dennis Prager is a pretty cool, pretty cool guy with a lot of good ideas, but Mm -hmm, I agree. There was nice, yeah. There was one episode of like the little PragerU videos they do where they talked about there's there's what's they what they call the anywheres and the somewheres, which means there's people who, uh, because of their life choices and their career, they can essentially live, work, and play anywhere. And then there's people who, and the vast majority of of this group is people who live on in non coast coastal America. It's the somewheres, the people who have like been born and raised in a particular area of the country and their family is there, their livelihood is there, um, their favorite things to do are there. And those are the people who've felt left out and forgotten as our 
world has pl- like driven towards at a breakneck pace, like technological advancement and, you know, adoption of new ways of living and just, right. you know, we, we're living in a, in a, in a very free America still, but mm-hmm. an America that looks different from how it looked 50, 60, 70 years ago. And so. Absolutely. Well, those, you know, yeah. cities pretty much became like the urban focal points of America. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, and then it's, it feels like everyone else, small town, rural America just kind of got left in the dust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in a lot of ways they, they have been, I mean, if you think about the, where, like where our media is, media doesn't really show, uh, people in those communities and certainly not like minorities in those communities. You know? And, and if so, they do, it's in the worst light possible. Usually. Yeah, right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so all that's to say a lot has changed and people felt like Trump was going to be their person to, you know, take it back. Um, and, you know, he he did do a lot in a short period of time. I I by no means think he was the greatest president. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he did slash a lot of regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to go back and see how many of those were actually effective, to be fair. <laughs> Right, because he, he had uh, he had um, people stopping him pretty much every inch of the way, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, good stuff. I forgot. Oh yeah, we were. Uh, what was the last question? Kind of forgot how we got there, but <laughs> oh, media manipulation. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to share a little story too, because I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, the original story didn't fly under the radar, but the way it ended flew under the radar for most people. So. Um, and this was within the last couple of years. So most people saw a picture of Nick Sandman and he was wearing a, a MAGA hat and he was part of the Covington Catholic kids. And he was the, the meme slash image that went viral um, because it looked like he was smirking as Nathan Phillips, the Vietnam veteran, um, was, you know, playing a drum and walking up and the, the media was really good at making it look oh, yeah. like here's this MAGA supporting, you know, Trump kid and he's smirking in the face of, you know, um, a Native American mm-hmm. and uh, a war hero. I mean, that's, that's yeah. sacrilege. <laughs> right? yes, exactly. So and, you know, y- you didn't find out until later or unless you saw the full footage that the kids, <clears throat> including Nick, stayed where they were the entire time. They didn't move at all because they were just waiting for like it was like the end of a field trip for them or something to that effect. That detail isn't the most important detail in the story, but they mm-hmm. were just like standing there. And it shows that Nathan Phillips walks up to them and he's just, you know, he's walking slowly. There's nothing violent happening or anything, but he's just singing his song. He's banging on the drum. And then not until he's there that all the CNN people and the mainstream media camera crew is like, oh, this is the angle that we need. Mm-hmm. And then because he was defamed and slandered, he settled with these media with companies the big, yeah, yeah, for like some, a lot of money. Something like two hundred and fifty million is what was reported. So that's good. I mean, yeah. we, we we also need more of that, you know. And uh, right. bringing it back to Rittenhouse, uh, I don't know how effective he'll be at it. I'm sure he'll get something, some kind of settlement. But I hope that he does go so. after them because yeah. we need more of that. You know, when yeah. you can't, when you can't uh, break their lies, break their wallets. 
Yes, yes. Ooh, I like that one. I might have to make that a shirt or something. Is that a Cody original too? <laughs> That's uh, That one's an original. That's Dude, true. Yeah. solid, man. If you, if you can't break their lives, break their wallets, right? That's... I mean, in, in modern society, it seems to be the only thing that large ent- entities like that understand, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Got to hit them where it hurts, the piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. For, for as long as that cash is worth something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right, what do we have next here? Uh, A little bit lighter topic now that we've covered some of the more serious items for tonight. Is there anything in the cultural or entertainment spheres that you're really enjoying right now? And that could be music, books, movies, any any of the above. Yeah, I mean, um, I I mean, obviously, I'm always listening to music. You know, the latest, Mm -hmm. greatest stuff, and you know, the old hits because we all get nostalgic. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really much of a TV watcher. Never really was. But, um, you know, every now and then I might find a, a newer show. Like the, the last really awesome show, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, was oh, that nice. I really enjoyed was The Mandalorian. That was really Excellent. good. Yeah, very good show. Very good show. Love it. Um, other than that, I mean, every now and then I might just pick up a new book or something interesting to me like uh i actually just today i got um <clears throat> you you might have heard of it uh i forget the author but uh reasonable faith oh nice yeah yeah um i'm trying to remember uh well yeah go ahead so, uh, something something craig i believe um yeah man i'd have to think on that for a sec but i've definitely right. heard of that book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. so you know I, I just glanced through it a little bit today i'm i'm pretty excited to get more through that you know because okay. just yeah. getting a different perspective on things and maybe hearing something different that i never heard before related to that subject so for yeah sure. but that's pretty much how i fill my time looking for new things sounds good and that's yeah. i think it's william lane craig right yep william okay. lane craig Dude, That's it. yes, yeah. one of the biggest Christian apologists out there, arguably the most successful too, and especially since the, uh, I hate to say it, but the demise and downfall of um, Robbie Zacharias, which that's a whole other oh, story. Robbie, yeah, I like Robbie. Get into. Yeah, <laughs> I liked him too until all that news came out. I don't know if you, did you see the whole scandal uh, at the end of his life and stuff? No, I didn't see the scandal. That's okay. news to me. Yeah, that'll uh, we'll we'll leave that one for another okay, time. Okay, sure, sure. A, a very long thing, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's very sad, but um, yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, books books are still in an age of ultra digi- digitalization. <laughs> books still have utility. <laughs> yes, and and supreme knowledge in a lot of ways too. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. right on, man. Very yeah, cool. dude, definitely. Glad to hear it. All right. When it comes to talking politics with friends and family, do you avoid it in the name of having friendly interactions or do you discuss it if the time is right or something completely different, which I don't know what that would be, but there's always a third option, you know? (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes a third option presents itself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you asked me that question, uh, let's just say like two, three years ago, I would have said sure if you really want to but Mm. i mean it's not crazy important you know Mm. um but nowadays with kind of the 
turn of events that have been happening, you know, and just kind of the way that the country is moving and the pe- and the people are moving. I feel like it's a bit more important now, definitely. Um, so if someone's willing to have that conversation, you know, that good faith, hey, let's just talk about this difficult issue conversation, I feel like more often than not, it's worth having if you feel comfortable with it. Yeah. that That's the key thing, you know, because like, you shouldn't let anybody just kind of bully you into um, believing what they say, into just forcing their stance down your throat. So do it if you feel comfortable with it, you know, at least exchange ideas. But I, I feel like it's it's definitely more important now, especially with some of these heavy hitting subjects that need to be talked about. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's true. I like that. I think that's a healthy balance because yeah, if if people are open to it and they and they trust each other to speak honestly, but also you know informatively and stuff, then yeah, you know might as might as well have it. But yeah, yeah. more more often than not, I would even <laughs> say like even if you're not completely co- uh, comfortable with the conversation, probably still have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just because the right. more you do it, the more you practice it, the more you'll most likely get used to it, and then that's just better for everybody, everybody involved, everyone does better when that happens totally yeah Mm. it's true it's it's an exercise in humility it's practicing what most people preach it's yeah an opportunity to learn something new and uh you know you might be a little a little frazzled or a little tired at the end of the conversation but hopefully it's you know something that ultimately i guess makes you more educated or or gives you a new perspective you know definitely humility is so much of education i've learned and um yeah, there's no such thing as education when you think you already know that you're right on everything. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's like um, it's like being it's like you'll you'll get this. It's like becoming a better musician, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like you you start and then you learn and you learn and you learn and eventually you know you might get to a point where you think uh, you know what I've learned enough. I've yeah. learned enough. I know enough. I know what's important, and I'm just gonna stop. Right. It's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. Never stop learning, never stop growing totally. in music or otherwise. Yep. Preach it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, we got a few more. Um actually, yeah, just really just kind of one more. So, I've got this thing called Poddex. Shout out to the creator. It's fun little questions here. So, let's see what we have for tonight. It's completely random. Um just pick one. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. All right. What we got here? And then feel free and obviously you'll you'll answer it too, but <clears throat> what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? <laughs> oh boy. That that's a that's, heavy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. What is the trait that you most deplore? That's a tough one. That that's an exercise in humility and transparency. <laughs> it, it is. It absolutely is. You know, I, I think the thing that that really kind of gets to me most of the time is um, procrastination. Mm. Procrastination paired with mm, kind of like killing your motivation and self esteem. You know, because mm. yeah. it's a vicious cycle. Because uh, <clears throat> Once you start to kind of just start letting things go or I'll do that later, I'll do that tomorrow, whatever, you know, and then it never happens, the more you're going to start kind of getting down on yourself, I do at least, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
and the more I do that, the worse I feel. And then because of that, the less I do and just mm. goes on and on and on yeah. spirals. Yeah. And I've, I've done that to my shame enough times in my life to know that it's something that I really need to, you know, be aware of and actually try to find different ways to get past my laziness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's honest, man. Yeah. Procrastination is tough. Um, yeah, no, it's it's true. I think self awareness is half the battle, you know. So oh yeah, yeah. Got to be aware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right on, man. Well, um, you don't have to if you don't want to, but do you want to give a shout out for your music or just any bands you're involved in right now? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, um, I'm in three currently. You know, okay. keeping the schedule busy. Yes. <laughs> um. I'm in a uh, a classic rock band right now called Liquid Faction. You can find us on Facebook. Because um, newer band, uh, there's a Bullet for My Valentine for you. You guys that know Bullet. Nice. I'm in a Bullet <laughs> for My Valentine cover band called Bullets for Valentine. You can find us on <laughs> nice. Facebook as well. Also relatively new. Getting all getting the social media taken care of later. Yeah. And. Um, Third one's an original metal act called The Oblivion Archetype. You can find that one on Facebook, but also on Instagram at, at The Oblivion Archetype. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, Cody's a great musician, always been a great guitarist, so definitely recommend checking his stuff out. Uh, yep. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I mean, uh, had a great conversation. It's great to sit down with you and uh, kind of hash out these heavy, heavy topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you know, it's good. It's, it's been a good conversation. It's been great to see you catch yeah. up a bit. So, uh, likewise, man. Hopefully, we can have another discussion. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be yeah. great. Well, thank you all for listening or watching wherever you're tuning into Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds. We really appreciate your support. And um, yeah, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thank you for checking out this episode of Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds. You can find us on the web at www.biggerheartsdeeperminds.com. You can also find us on social media on platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and coming soon to other platforms. Join our email list to get behind-the-scenes goodies, merch discounts, and future announcements ahead of the public by sending a blank email to bhdm at bcast.email. Once again, that's sending a blank email to bhdm at bcast.email. Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds is a show dedicated to talking about society, religion, politics, and culture. And our show wouldn't be possible without the generous support of donors and listeners like yourself. Take a look at our website to find more information about how and where you can donate, as well as becoming a member through SoundWise, Substack, and other paid platforms that we publish through. Thank you once again for your support and see you in the next episode.